0: Adam Roberts, British science fiction writer, academic, and professor. At the University of London. He's author of 25 science fiction novels. This is a continuing series that started at episode 180. No, I think it's cool because, well, it's difficult to write... About your culture from within the culture, so you probably have a better uh, distance view and and can see things from uh, a little bit of a different lens. When I was living in China, so I lived in China six years, two thousand nine through two thousand seventeen. Oh wow. it was interesting to get the Chinese perspective a little bit, and uh, which is you know has its own. <laughs> what? We could do a whole show about that, but anyway.
1: Yeah. So, do you speak Chinese? Is that a is that a thing you picked up? Yeah, I'm 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 not fluent,
0: but I I can get around. I can go out and I can order food over the phone. Whatever you know, I can I can, I can get by.
1: I, I can travel. I've gone on tours by myself with, with Chinese people. Oh, right. So That's really impressive, man. But that, I mean, the language question does it is is part of the problem, isn't it? That we are two nations divided by a common tongue, as I think it was Oscar Wilde famously said. I sort of assume because we're speaking the same language that we have. Things in common. Whereas, if I learn, I mean, I speak a bit of French, and if you learn French, you you have to, you know, you to look into a word and discover that the French have a word for taking a three-hour lunch with a bottle and a half of wine because that's part of French culture, <laughs> and it, because I don't have that because I'm not having to learn all that when I'm just chatting with a, an American guy. Right, it's, right, right. It's, it's, it's problematic from a. a a novelist's point of view because as a novelist you need to get all this sort of stuff right otherwise the readers particularly North American readers will read the book and go just bounce out of it this guy doesn't know what he's talking about the one occasion on which I wrote a historical novel I mean I'm really only I mean science fiction is my love it's my passion it's really all I'm interested in writing is science fiction I teach creative writing And I have creative writing colleagues and friends who write literary fiction. And they will say to me, "Oh, Adam, when are you going to write a proper novel, a grown-up novel? And I'm not interested in any of that. (laughs) But I I wrote a a historical novel. Dragon with a girl tattoo. What's the problem here, (laughs) folks? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, the the parodies are a separate thing, actually. But I did write a historical novel, which was set in the Hundred Years' War, in the medieval period. It's just really slow because you have to check everything. You have to look everything up. And then you, every time you're writing a scene, you have to stop and say, well, what, what would they do here? How would this work? And it's just incredibly, the, one of the advantages of science fiction is you can make all that yeah. up. You can have an imaginary society in which you get to decide how it all fits together, and you don't have to get too bogged down with that. Yeah. But writing Poetry Mount, writing the central section of Poetry Mount was a bit like that. It's a sort of historical fiction. I was constantly texting friends in America and saying, what do you call this? In this country, for instance, we have a thing called cling Film, which is this really thin Transparent plastic that comes off a roll, and you put it over the top of like a bowl of half eaten pasta and put oh, it in okay. the fridge. All right. So I don't know what that's called in America. Yeah, yeah. Saran, Saran wrap. wrap right. apparently. Yeah. yeah. But I only knew that because then I had to stop my scene and then I have to DM someone on Twitter and say, What yeah. do you call this thing? That blah, blah, blah. And it's right. just, it's quite slow in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the alternative would be to me to emigrate to America and live <laughs> there for 20 years and soak in the culture. <laughs> and then. So, for instance... 20 years is too
0: you long. Could... You, 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 it'll be hard. To... <laughs> Most Americans can't take us more than five years. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's why college degrees write... are about four years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Presumably you could write quite a good Chinese novel. You've been there six years. You must have quite a sense of how a culture and society works over there. Yeah. I, uh, right. I, uh,
0: I got plans, but I... I, the the pipeline for plans is so large that I'm still working on the ones that I, that I listed in America that I wanted to do. So I got to get those done first and, then <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's a, you know what? That's not even true. So the, the ones that I had planned, I uh, also incorporate there's international thriller that incorporates uh chinese secret service etc etc so so you know it's it's getting worked in there (laughs) yeah what were
1: you doing in china just out of interest
0: yeah well it's 2009 it was the financial crisis kind of coming along and it was a point in my life where i thought you know i was feeling this pressure that i wanted to live in a different country for a while because number one i loved to learn foreign languages and that's a great excuse to learn a foreign language and number two oh is there a number two? Oh yeah well yeah so i felt like china was going to soon become like there's going to be mini marts and circle k's it was going to become too americanized before i could ever visit again i thought wow this globalization is really powerful and they're already going through these giant changes where they've gone from a, a, a being a a rural society into a car owning society within uh, something like 20 years. Uh, you know, it's like the transition you're in my country went through, but in, in, in like fast forward speed. And so I thought, wow, it's going to be all different. And I'm going to miss all the, 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 I'm gonna miss the different part of China. So so that's what attracted me over there. And I end up making a friend over there and, and, and as well. And I end up getting married as well over there. So so all of all of those things happened. Life happened and uh, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> Excellent, very cool, yeah. Yeah. So are your traveling days behind you now? Or you do you have plans to trek around the world more? Well, that's the
0: funny thing. I um, yeah. And I spent some time in India since I was in China. India is not that far away either. And that was another place I was always fascinated with. As a computer consultant, I can do that kind of work pretty much anywhere and I can do writing wherever I'm at as well. And right now I'm not. It's uh, the the pandemic. I used to travel to Asia at least almost once a year. And I have my 10-year visa with China and my 10-year visa with India. So but the, my only holdup now is uh, the yeah, the, the the general secretary, secretary of China isn't the most friendly type to foreigners anymore and th- that's kind of sour things and India I, I would love to go there's a couple of conferences to uh, to meet people with but it was, it's been pandemic problem right now so <laughs> so I'm going to blame most of it on the pandemic and uh, you know after a year I think and actually moving costs money so I'm a little bit quite frankly broke so I haven't been traveling much either
1: <laughs> unless it's work related that's clearly true. Having kids is very expensive. It turns out. Yeah, yeah. I know. Shoes. Constantly buying them shoes. It's like what do you them <laughs> shoes. I bought you shoes two weeks ago. What's the matter with you? Apparently, I mean, Indian, India and China are really interesting, I and mean, they're really interesting in kind of in, in a kind of general sense. But they're particularly interesting in the science fiction sense. It's where some of the most exciting science fiction is coming out of China and India now. I've got lots of Indian friends who are in the science fiction scene over there. Some really fascinating, brilliant stuff being done, and China's you know, it's it's the forge of interesting fascinating new often just a strange kind of combination with contemporary chinese science fiction where in part it's quite old-fashioned it's quite like the american golden age science fiction used to be in the 1950s but it's also really up-to-date and new and chinese and distinctive and there's something really interesting about that and really passionate about the way they're making their science fiction yeah, yeah. The, not next year, but the year after that, the science fiction WorldCon will be in China.
0: Oh, cool! Well, that would be a good reason to go over there. All right. Well, I have to, I have to keep my eye on that. Do you know what city it's
1: in? I don't, off the top of my head. I should know. Should know. That's okay.
0: No, no that's okay. Oh, right. yeah. I'm <laughs> the one who's from China. I didn't know the WorldCon was going there. <laughs> What I really enjoyed, you know, back to a little Americana, it was when I traveled back to the States and, I mean, you know, I moved wholesale to China and I come back to the States and I'm in New York City. I get out in the airport and the guy says, Hey, where are you from? I say, China. And I was watching him closely, see if he would like <laughs> skip a beat or not. And he kept walking and walking and walking. And I said, Oh, I know you have questions. And he goes, Oh, did I, did it show? And I go, I, I, you actually did very well. It did not show, but I know you got questions.
1: <laughs> so it's in, I've just checked and it's in Chengdu. Okay. There we are. So That's, Chengdu is- and that's
0: yeah, do you know it? The, well, yeah. I, so I lived in Xiamen, which is not Chengdu, but uh, then later, I one of my first consulting gigs in China was in Chengdu with Huawei. And Chengdu is also the headquarters of, of Science Fiction World, which is the you know, reputedly largest, and it probably is, the largest uh, science fiction magazine by circulation in, in baby
1: history, because <laughs> it's in China. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? That would be why they've... Because it's voted for. I mean, the members of the Worldcon vote for where the site's going to be. Historically, it's generally been in North America, because that's where most science fiction fans are. But it's a sign that the science fiction fandom is now huge in China. There's just millions and millions of science fiction fans in China and India as well, as you're saying. So Chengdu, okay. Do you think yeah. you might go?
0: Yeah, I, I think that would be a great reason to go. I have a couple of friends over there. I have a, I have a godson, a couple of gods god sons over there actually. <laughs> that's yeah. No, that's that's great to know. Um, wow. All right, I
1: have to add that to my calendar. Hi, my name is Adam Roberts. I am a British science fiction writer and also an academic, a uh, professor at the University of London, but science fiction is my my real passion and my first love. I've written I think 25 science fiction novels and I'm here to talk to Lancer about that and if I had a call for action it would be read more books read all the time constantly be reading and I say that partly because I have kids and they do read but they don't read with the kind of obsession of the passion that I read when I was younger I think there are so many other distractions now so many screens and games that they can spend their time on books are the best way of Engaging your mind, and you should read not necessarily my books, but books, whatever books really inspire you.
0: If you enjoy listening to sci fi thoughts, but find it difficult to remember to check the website for new shows, get this technology from the future. Install into your phone a podcast player. Using this, you can subscribe. to our podcast feed and next thing you know, you'll be cruising around in your car with your phone plugged in, playing Sci-Fi Thoughts, or you'll be out there jogging, or you'll be doing whatever you want to do and have your ears plugged into some cool science fiction programming. You can find instructions on lancerkind.com. In this episode, show notes, you will see a TEDx talk by Adam Roberts and assortment of other activities. Where are the show notes? Check out the show notes in the podcast player app. You just need to go click on in the app and you will see the notes there. If you don't use a podcast player, but you downloaded the MP3, just go back to this website where you got it and you will see those words right there. This is the last episode of the series with Adam Roberts. If you're like my brother Chris and you missed the beginning of the series, which is episode 180, go ahead and type in your favorite web search engine the words Sci-Fi Thoughts Adam Roberts.